Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good, good, good. So let's jump right into it. Is uh, Lamar Jackson elite? Um. <clears throat> How about we talk about the fact that you booked your travel today? Yeah, you like my new bobblehead I got too? Yeah, that's a, like a Day of the Dead. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Is it a certain player? No, I, I don't think so. It's the Sholos are like the, uh, you know, the Mexican uniforms for the Gwinnett Stripers. His, yeah. I, his I, pants, I would, right. What's that? I don't think you're supposed to say Mexican. Oh, oh, Latino? I don't know. Like, what's the oh, Hispanic or Latino or something? Uh, Hispanic, the Latino. I bet. I mean, it's when you think cultural, of this you... cultural heritage, right? But you, when you think, you think of uh, Mexico Day of the Dead, right? You see that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a nice bowl hat. Yeah, nice um, Is that one gonna stay in your collection, or is someone getting rid of that one immediately? Or do you now use Silas as an excuse to keep bobbleheads around? Well, we got two now because Silas got one, I got one. So okay. Oh, so one's got to head down to St. Augustine. Yeah. I uh, I think maybe we can work on a, a, a swap out or something, a trade. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's nothing nothing for me to give you. I just gave you a whole bunch of clothes and toys and all that. Type and and a baseball bag. My son's legit now with a baseball bag. Oh, there's there's cleats in there? He was ha- he was hauling around a Trader Joe's. Um, that. <laughs> Chair Joe's bag Good. with his helmet and bat and all in there. It was a little bit embarrassing going to these baseball camps. Yeah. I got these cool baseball bags. And here he yeah. comes with his, you know, Trader Joe's tote bag. You know, uh, yeah, I'm glad. So he's excited about his little league bag. Oh, yeah. He, he you now uses it. He can hang on the fence. Um, yeah, he's pumped about it. Matt, the, uh, the 10U Orioles had our second game today, a little bit before this game. Just got home from it. Okay, nice. We almost won our first game. Oh, nice. We had the lead for the first time as me as a coach, I believe. Um, but wow. in classic Little League fashion, we were up eight to four going into the bottom of the last inning. We got two outs immediately. And then we walked eight straight players. Oh, brutal. To lose the game. I believe it's eight to four. Yeah. That's a good uh, that's a good pitching performance right there. Yeah. Up to that point. Four. And we ended up losing nine Lowest to eight. One game. So nine to eight. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker game because I thought we were finally going to get the win, but it's my team's got some heart. My team did. Uh, we did a little trick play that got us an uh, extra run in. Okay. So we're, uh, you know, we're it's ten year olds. So if you can distract them and get them to throw the ball around, what I've worked on with my guys is. A wild pitch. Once there's a wild pitch or a ball gets past the catcher, you can steal. Okay. So I've pushed into my kids. Don't try to throw the guy out. Just get the ball back to the pitcher. Right. Let's try to get the guy out at home, but don't throw it to second base because you guys are 10. Because he's running the third and probably home. Yeah. 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 So we did a little of that. We had a man on, on second on third 
the guy from second runs to third, like he's stealing third and not knowing the guy's on third base. Then they all panic and yell and the catcher throws the ball to second base while the guy's trying to get, get back, which allows the guy at third to run home and score. Yeah. And, the, and then it's an overthrow to second. So the guy gets to get back at second base. We did it once. It worked out really well. Then my guys kept trying to do it. And, and the coach on the other team was not having it. He was yelling at his guys. Do not back to the pitcher. Do not throw that. Yeah. 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 I feel like uh, 90% of errors I see could have been avoided if you just hold the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I tell my guys, get it to the pitcher, get it to the pitcher, get it to the pitcher. Because yeah. these kids overthrow everything. And that's been my strategy. It's working so far this year. Almost was so close to that first win, but I know we're going to, I know I'm going to get a win as a coach this year. I'm really excited. Well, that's good, Josh. That's, 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 that's encouraging. Uh, and yeah, I, I stress to my kids, you know, throw to first base to try to get it out at first, yes. you know, cause that's what we're teaching. Yes. You know, you got to get to first base. We do that out. as well too. There's a lot of me yelling on the side. Where's your out? How many yeah. outs are there? Where's your out? Yeah. But, but then now the problem is Josh, by the time they pick the ball up, the runner is usually already at first base, but they still always throw it to first base. Yeah. And I don't have anyone who can catch it at first. So it just, I'm lucky no. the kids even watching where the ball is. Yeah. You're down with the younger kids. Yeah, the younger For me, kids. it's, it's throw to that play. If that play is not available, get it to the pitcher. Yeah. But you realize like, as I'm over there coaching, you get like a first and third situation. I'm yelling at Sass what to do. I don't even bother telling the other kids what to do because <laughs> that's the point. Right. But then even that you realize, I mean, baseball is like a really complicated sport. Right? Like there's a that ball is hit. You guys say, well, if the runner goes from third, runs home, well, then you, you you go after him. Unless there's an easier play at first, then we're just trying to get an out because we just need to get out. So then go go to first. Um, but then the runner decides not to run. Right. That, there's just so many factors that happen now, we, during the play. You just yeah. deal with well, youngsters. You realize how complex it is. It is. Baseball is extremely complex. We're around and our whole life. And how many just times, coach soccer? How simple is soccer? You just kick the ball. Right. And coach soccer. Right. Uh, yeah, even when we're watching the Orioles, how many times are we texting? Like, I think it's an out. Maybe it's an out. Yeah. Like, it's I still don't. I still don't know what Brendan Hyde did in that ninth inning. Right. Oh yeah, his triple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we switching everybody around. I had I had a game on little league game on Saturday, where first time I wanted to go argue with the ump because I didn't like his call and I held myself back. And then uh, today in Little League, we had a Baltimore chop. You know, you know the classic Baltimore chop. I'm aware of the term Baltimore chop. Where, uh, yeah, to you get right into the ground, a high bouncing yeah. infield ball. Yeah. Yeah. Right into the ground, bounces up. Kid, kid did that, and they didn't know what to do. He thought it was just a foul ball or something because it went straight down like that. And I had to yell at him to get over. And he goes, I go, you know what that's called? He goes, what? And I said, a Baltimore chop. And he says, because we're the Orioles? I said, no, it's just what it's called. I said, I don't have time for the story now. You got to steal second base. Get ready. Do you know the origins of the Baltimore chop? Yeah, the Orioles buried plates in the dirt right in front of home plate so that they could do that. I don't. I think you just made that up. <laughs> I, know, I, I believe. I'm pretty story. sure. Did you read that? Did Dan Con- Connolly write that in one of his books? I think Dan Connolly might might have made that up. I'm not sure. If that's accurate, burying plates in front of the home plate. I believe I believe they did something like that back in the day. That sounds like a Buck, a Buck Showwater move right there. All right, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Baltimore Chop from the 1800 Orioles. All right. That, uh, the Orioles, that eventually turned into the Yankees. A little history lesson right there. Let's see, let's see if I can find the history. Oh, 
I click on the link to get the history and it says this website no longer exists. Okay, well, maybe there's some kind of conspiracy where they're trying to not let people know about the origin to the bottom of the I'm pretty sure there was something about they buried, like, steel in the ground. All right, you can can research after show, or one of our listeners can get on it, or when I'm going on one of my rants, you can continue to look it up. We got a uh, good show today. I, I, uh, I was, I'm in a weird place with the Orioles and my fandom right now, um, in that a weird place i'm in a weird place josh they are 97 wins and they are pretty much gonna win the division yeah how are you feeling about i don't want to say uh man this is going to come off wrong and i understand this sounds like an idiot but i'm a little bit not disinterested not the word but i'm kind of in chill mode i'm, I'm in chill mode with the Warriors right now they're going to win the division with the done and, deal. Yes. And so I'm not living and dying when every like I see I go to Twitter and people are living and dying with every pitch. I'm like, you guys gotta relax. I'm I'm already mentally prepping myself for playoffs, right? I'm not gonna get upset. I mean, we're we, the num- the magic number is now three. We have a right. week left to go. Right? right. So any combination of us winning or Rays losing over the next seven days i feel pretty good about that yeah if Um, we won two games they'd have to win every game yeah exactly now if we lose the next three games and they win the next three games then i'll start to get worried but right now i'm not worried at all we have according to fan graphs things i'm like 97 percent over 97 percent chance to win the division and even in worst case scenario like we're still in the playoffs um so i'm not but i'm i'm really confident that we're going to I mean, that 97% is a really big number. I'm really confident that that we're going to win the division. And so these games, I'm not living or dying with it. And if you're living and dying with these results, and if you're living and dying with, you know, the Rays results, you've got to chill out and pace yourself. Yes. Because we're, <laughs> we're getting into playoff mode when you legit will live and die because it could mean the end of your season or a pursuit toward e- eternal glory. So um, don't get caught up on game 152 like – understand what matters here it's the playoffs so that's that's josh that's where my mind's at yes Um, i don't know about you no i'm i'm in chill mode now i was a little concerned when we lost that game in houston and then slid a little with two losses at cleveland um and friday night really stung when we fought back and then really fell apart uh pitching wise when uh uh what's his name uh gave up all those uh well, Fuji struggled, and then um, Perez. Oh yeah, yeah, Perez had a bad out, and had a bad out, and that got me concerned. That's but after splitting with Cleveland, winning the next two, knowing we got the Nats and the Red Sox, I'm in chill mode. Yeah. I'm in chill mode. I'm stressing way more about my travel and arrangements and going to games and all that than what the Orioles are going to do because we're not a wild card team. We're win- We've won the. We're going to be winning the division this week. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I purchased my plane ticket today for the division series. Yes. That we will have home field in. So, like, I've already made – that's how confident I feel. And I didn't get the ticket insurance. I could have paid $7 for ticket insurance, Josh. And I said, I don't want that ticket insurance. No. Um, I'm not I'm not getting a refund. I'm not changing the date. This is what it is. Yeah, I'm going up Thursday to Monday. I am considering – I might stay and just work up in Maryland that week to build up to game five if necessary. 
Uh, but right now, you and I have tickets to game one. I'm hoping we can find a 336 or someone that has a few tickets to game two we can buy without all the StubHub additional charges. Yeah, I'm not... I want to ask you a question about those StubHub charges, but I'm not sweating not going to game two. I mean, I I mean, I mean, have even watched a game. I mean, when was the last time me, you, and Dad sat down and watched a game on television no. together? Like, that's... And even, that's appealing to me. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take watching game one in the stadium and staying at yeah. home and spending the what I pay for six packs of beer. I would pay for half a beer at the stadium. I'm good. Yeah. I'm staying maybe, home and watching. Maybe get Bert to come join us. Maybe. Yeah, Bert might be out of town. Oh, really? All right. I heard he's going to be in Florida. Oh, is he going to be? Oh, is he going to be down here? I think I think he's going to be down there that weekend. All right. I don't know. I'll check in with him. Um, but yeah, well, if otherwise we'll do game two, maybe we'll do a podcast right after game two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely. So, um, by the way, work. I don't even know. I assume these are all night games, right? Even, uh, it's going to be what a Saturday, I don't it's going to be Saturday, Sunday, I assume night Saturday games. Sunday. I am starting to think our Sunday game might be a day game okay. because there's a concert at M and T stadium, M and T bank stadium that night. Oh, there is. Yeah. I think it's Billy Joel. Oh, that's a big concert. Yeah, so that's the problem. Oh, that's it's, weird. It's a big, weird concert that, like, I don't even know how that was allowed to be scheduled. Yeah. Because you would think you always leave it open for the potential playoffs, even though you don't think you'll be playoffs. Yeah. So it's weird. Um, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. You so. think um, uh, John Angelos would rather host a, a Game 2 Division Series or host Billy Joel in concert? What, what would be his preference? Where is he going to be on that night? Is he going to be over at MAT? Well, MAT watching Billy Joel. Is he going to be at Camden? I believe uh, he enjoyed the Homer hose. So maybe he likes that Homer hose and wants a little bit more of that. With more celebration. I think the I think the playoff game in Baltimore will make him more money than a Billy Joel concert. Josh, how I was. He blown away by ticket prices. Uh, I I told you I bought Braves tickets too, and they're a lot cheaper than the Oriole tickets face value. How much was? I mean, we got a face value. How much were the, were the division tickets? And I didn't know this either. Um, that ACL a- ALC the wild card division, you get to ALCS, the price increases as you yeah. just get further in the playoffs. Which all that I, seems just a little weird to me. Yeah, I don't know. Was it like 150 and 180 or something? I know the ALCS was 180. We're up in guys, section three, three, four, up and up, way up top, right? We're okay. It, oh, it is game one. It is Saturday, October seventh, yeah. that Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks perform at M and T Bank Stadium. Oh, that's game one. That's where we're going. That's game one. So Ooh, we're parking. Like, Ooh, parking. That's all I, I think. Know. And, and we were worried about parking before. Yeah, we're going to go there and, Friday. Uh, sleep, sleep. So I don't know how that's going to handle it. Um, I want a night game. I don't want to go to a day game. We need a night game. So let's just say, and I know like we got the cheapest tickets are like, and let's just call them 150. And you, you know, your tickets go way up from there. So let's just say an average, this is, I'm underselling it, but let's say an uh, average of 200 bucks per ticket, right? Uh, That's underselling. Times 47. 45? Okay. I'll do 45 to be conservative. I'm being conservative with all, all right. these numbers. All right. So conservatively, Hold not, on, not all right, go ahead. This is just tickets. Not including concessions and yeah. all that. And and team store. That's gonna be bomb. Yeah, yeah, all those take October forty dollar t shirts. Yeah, it's nine million dollars. Nine million from one game. One, one game, game tickets. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's conservative. I'm sure it's much more than that when you get to all the suites and the box seats. I'm sure it's much more than that. So and, we can say in between the nine to like $20 million range. And he's going to uh, host at a minimum two games. Yeah. Bare yeah. minimum two games. Yeah. Bare, bare minimum. Right. And that's ticket. So yeah, that's really yeah, that, it doesn't include parking. It doesn't include obviously the, the, the beer sales. And all no, the and that's, on the, that's on the low range. Also and that's on, that's as low as you can get. It's definitely going to be much higher than ticket sales. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talk he's about, talk about being in chill mode. <laughs> John Angelos is in chill mode. Oh, man. I mean, these teams make so much money to get to the playoffs. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And 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 the price is goes up a lot with the ALCS. So even if you play, and there you're playing at least, well, at least two again, right? Yeah, that's Maybe another, three. No, ALCS, isn't that a seven-game series? Yeah, so it is. At least three. Do do I, three? I don't. I forget the breakdown. Three, three, one? Is that no, what it is? Right. It's two, three, one. Two, right. three, two, two, three, two. Two, three, two. So it could potentially be two, um, yeah. but at least two. And that's going to be even, you can double whatever it is for that. You can double it for the ALCS yeah. in terms of ticket prices. So, oh, he, yeah, he's, just bonkers, 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 bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Yet he still wants more money from the city. Yeah. Can I ask some stupid questions about ticket pricing? Okay. I don't, right. I might not have the answers, but I like your, I like stupid questions. I was just thinking about this. And oh, when you texted me something, then I got kind of got like blew my mind a little bit. And so we can talk about that too. Can but, I tell you, I love that this is chill mode. We're not stressing. We, the Orioles got some issues. We got to talk a little playoffs and playoff concerns. Yeah. Chill mode. We don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah. There are a couple of things. I mean, there's roster questions come playoffs. I do have a couple yes. concerns. I want to get into, I think, the most undercovered story this end of the season. I want to get into that too. I was doing okay. research right before the show. That's so why we started a little bit later. But on that topic, but in terms of tickets, just dumb questions here. Okay. Um, if the Orioles don't, we bought ALCS tickets. If yeah. they don't make it to the ALCS, yeah. I know they put like that back towards season ticket plans or you get a refund. Yes. Um, what a, I heard this somewhere that the uh, <laughs> credit card fee or whatever it is, ticket fee, is yeah. not reimbursed. Yeah, I heard is the same. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the ticket fee... Is not reimbursed. And the ticket fee is not like a dollar. It's like 15, no, 20 bucks, no, right? No, that is not reimbursed because you're paying someone to do your service and prepare the ticket for you, which is a load of crap because the service fees did not come when there was a lady behind the counter. Service fees, yeah. ticket fees came when the computer did it all by itself. ChatGPT all of a sudden needs to get paid. Well, and not only that, no matter when the Orioles get knocked out, they are not refunding your, your money until it's like two or three weeks after the World Series. Oh, and why is that? Who knows? Who knows? It was just it was in, in case the, they get back in the playoffs somehow. <laughs> I don't. It was it was in the fine print. It was in uh, the fine print. Yeah, that that's weird to me that they keep that. Like who who keeps that fee money? You know how much Ticket money? Master? I don't know. Like it should be it's like good, a good gig to not do have the tickets and keep that. the money. <laughs> forget all that. How much money does John Angelos make off the interest of having this? 20, 30, 40 million dollars in the bank. I was just sitting there. <laughs> just off just for a month, a month and a half. Yeah. Until he refunds everyone. Yeah. He's gotta be making a few hundred thousand just on interest. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, paying. He's like he's paying for Batista's contract this year off that interest. Exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't he can refund all the money and he still made money off us. Yeah, it's true. Related question. So that's a ripoff. Related question. Yeah. If I have a ticket right now to the ALCS. Yes. I understand what happens if they don't make it. 
What if though I go on StubHub right now and sell it to somebody right. else? How does that work? I right, a few things. A few things. Yeah. You technically do not have a ticket at this point. If you go into your ballpark app, there's a placeholder, not a ticket. Okay. If you go on to I can't really sell something I don't have. Right. If you go onto StubHub, which I've done, you can um you can list your ticket and like see it says barcode unavailable. So I don't mind okay. showing it because it says barcode unavailable. Right. No feel that. When you go onto StubHub, you type in your seat number and everything, and you say, I will be able to upload the barcode, and you choose like the day before the game. I gotcha. So you don't so actually transfer the ticket you don't until transfer the ticket until then. Okay. But you can list it now. But anyone that like does that money get transferred over to 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 you the moment someone buys it? No. Or does that that whole thing no. waits? It waits. Okay. You'll be told, hey, someone bought your tickets, but they don't give you the money until you upload the barcode. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, that, that clears that thing up. Yeah. The so other. Right now, if I would yeah. if I would not go on StubHub and buy anything beyond game one or game two of the ALDS. Right. Because nothing else is guaranteed at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, unless, I mean, it depends when you think you can get the best deal. I'm sure there's people who know this. And this is what surprised. This is what I was thinking about. You you sent that text about yeah going to pickles, which by the way that was a text I got from I guess a listener. Okay. Um, on uh over the uh, DM came to me over the weekend about it. Yeah. First of all, let me say going to pickles before game two of LDS sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yes. Maybe my fifteen year old oh. younger self would enjoy it. So this, guy, <laughs> this guy's suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Was go um, to pickles before the game pregame. Yeah. Watch the first pitch on TV, and right after that first pitch, go on the StubHub and buy the cheapest ticket and go on it. Yeah, and that makes sense because I never thought about it before, but if you're selling tickets on StubHub, you're hoping to get a certain price, and if you don't get it, once the game starts, you might as well drop it to, right. to, to really cheap just to get rid of it because yeah. you're not going anyway. This guy uh, said he got into the Na- a couple of Nats World Series games this way. That's a, it's a really good idea. It now, is. there is... Some inherent risk there, and and there's an inherent risk that you don't get it. But I don't. Yes. But I also, on the other hand, I don't feel bad because the guys who are doing that and haven't dropped the ticket price until after the first pitch are the are the guys that rip you off all the time on StubHub. Yeah, they're the computers. They're not buying from. Oh, other I don't fans. I don't feel bad about that at all. I never no. feel bad. I mean, no, I don't. I never feel bad about getting a good ticket price on StubHub. That's never even crossed my mind to feel bad about that one. Has that ever happened? A good ticket price on StubHub? No, no. That's what, <laughs> never, even never. now you go and says cheap price and it's it's like three hundred dollars. No, I have extra best deal. I have extra tickets to like ALCS game seven. So I look to put them on StubHub and they're like, these tickets are going for eight hundred to a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, can I list it for two hundred bucks? Like <laughs> let's be serious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's stupid. Now at first, I would have said, like, to get to the ASCS, I'm going to have to drop a couple hundred bucks on StubHub to get there. Right. But no, you're going to drop a couple hundred bucks on Orioles.com yeah. <laughs> to, to get to an ALCS. So now, all of a sudden, two, 200 bucks actually is affordable, right. is reflects the price you paid. Um, so, so, so now, all of a sudden, like, I assume whatever you pay on Orioles.com, it's going to at least double, right, on the open market. I think so, so, yeah. I assume you're looking at 400 bucks to go to ALCS. Right, I would I would assume people are gonna try to double their money. Um, but but it is. I mean that that's what it was. One hundred eighty bucks for an ALCS ticket. It is. I mean, Josh, it is. But remember, yeah, I told you so I bought a, 
I bought an ALDS uh, game five ticket for the Braves, and it was $55. Yeah. And that's yeah. the difference is they've been there before. There's, there's definitely a little price jacking from the Orioles knowing they can get this money. It's supply and demand. But they get it from the I mean, the Braves sell out every game. They don't sell out every game. They have a good crowd, but... They don't sell it every game. They they sell it a bunch more than the Orioles do, and yeah. they always have a good crowd. Yeah. yeah. But and they could probably raise their price higher, but they won the World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah. So every, what the Orioles got going for them is guys like us who have been saving money for 40 some years. <laughs> Our entire lives for this moment. We spent money in 2012. We spent money in 2016, but we didn't spend that World Series money. And now we're ready to spend it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly, like Oriole fans will will spend it, even if they don't have it. We'll spend it. Certainly, no. Certainly, like not having the money has never held no. any American back from buying something they want. Nope. I was telling I was telling Dad the day night before tickets or right after tickets went on sale. I said, "Thankfully, I just paid off all my credit cards, so it's time to go back in the debt." Thank you, yeah. Orioles. Yeah, um, yeah, ex- exactly. So. All right, those are my ticket questions. You answered my ticket questions, but good. I'm glad I could actually answer that. Yeah. All right. Um, so game other, we're going to game two. We're probably going to watch on TV. Yeah, which right I now. I think is what we did last time. I think we did this years ago, where we did the same thing. We went to game one, TV for game two. I think we were there, game one and game two. The only game I, rem- you know, the game I remember where we were watching at home. The away games. You're right. It's yeah, the, the, the away games. I think that's how it was last time. I remember. Right. You are correct. I remember very much so watching about Jimenez pitch, um, but yeah. So it so so yeah. And then if we go if it goes to Game Five, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll see about Game Five. I yeah, think you would definitely be at Game Five. Hey, I have to I, see how my uh, plans. I'm, I'm debating whether I stay up in Maryland for Game Five, but if that divisional series against is against the Rays, I'm really tempted to come back to Florida and drive across to the Rays and yeah. be a little get a little road action. Yeah. All right, Josh's road action. Are you uh, um, in terms of the the playoffs and who we're playing? Yeah. So we got a good idea of who's going to be in here. There's some question about kind of that last, you know, spot with the wild card. We got the Mariners, Astros, and Rangers all bowing out in the West, and then we have the Rays and Blue Jays here in the East. Right. As far as and then division winners, um, you know, with us, the Twins, whoever comes out of the West. As far as Josh, your confident level, as far as who we're playing in the playoffs, who do you kind of least? Who would you least likely to see? Who scares you the most in terms of playoff teams here? Um, Tampa and Toronto. Oh, really? Yeah, because we see them all the time. We've played them all the time. Um, they've played really well. Tampa played really well against us in that little four-game stretch. Um, I know Tampa's been banged up, and it's, they got banged up more. But like we just went to Houston and played excellent against Houston, so I can't be scared of them. Um, Texas is really good. So yeah, maybe they, Texas they, 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 they they can put up a bunch of runs, and they've right. won five in a row. They're they're the hottest team right now. Let's go. Yeah, we're the hottest team. But I'd say I'd say Tampa Bay is the one that scares me, just because we struggled in that last trip. All right. How about you? Uh, I'm still scared of Houston. I, I mean, I think Houston, um, they're kind of the type of team that's built for the playoffs. 
they got that veteran leadership. They've been there before. Yeah. They got an, a true ace in Verlander. Who we've beat um, in the playoffs before. We, we did, and we took care of their great bullpen uh, at Houston. So that, that was an encouraging series. And really good quotes, by the way, from Verlander talking about what a good team the Royals are. And I, I know if Verlander or someone else in Houston said, like it's like kind of like looking in a mirror at what the Astros used to be is now the Orioles. It's kind of weird. Um, but very kind of respectful comments about what the Orioles have built from coming from the Astros. And it does. They scare me. But also something kind of cool. In, in all these matchups, I feel like something cool. Like there's something cool about going up against the Astros, who there's been so many comparisons to the yeah. Orioles and the Astros. And so now face-to-face, that does the – student become the master type right. situation here. That's, right. that's no. kind of cool. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I, they do scare me just because they're yeah. success in the playoffs. Yeah. I'd like to see Seattle sneak in. Yeah. Like I would rather have Seattle in there than yeah, the Astros. Seattle than Toronto or, or, the, or Toronto too. Yeah. Cause yeah. Toronto has, you know, some weird dude. It's going to go off on us in Toronto and get five home runs. And exactly. yeah, they're, they're, they're too f- familiar um, so yeah, uh, Meyer or someone's going to go off against us. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah. So give me the twins. Give me Seattle. <laughs> I don't know about Texas. I really don't know Texas that well. They just seem to be, now, they seem to put up a lot of runs. Right. Now, Texas, <laughs> done it. Texas will get the second bye. So yeah, yeah, so that'd be an ALCS situation. It'll be ALCS. Yeah, if they make it that far, yeah. So all right. Hey, um, in other orders related news, do you see Jackson Holiday? The news about Jackson Holiday? Uh, player of the year. Yeah, minor, league player of the year. minor league player of the year from Baseball America, which which is pretty cool. Um, following up, I think Gunnar Henderson won it last year, so this is keep it in the family. Yeah, the Oriole way. Yeah, and the guy who won it before that, you probably don't know the guy who won it before that, before Gunner. Um, wasn't Adley? Nope. We got to go kind of back a bit here. Uh, Another oh, catcher, though. Oh, for the Orioles? Yeah. Oh, Matt Wieters. Yeah, Matt Wieters was last time right. I went for them. Um, so, but but yeah, but that but that was it was cool. Um, you think about it, and I was telling Sasa, it's kind of blown his mind. Um, a year ago, he was playing high school ball, right? At the beginning of last year, he was playing high school ball. Yeah. And then he's drafted and then just kind of flies up the rankings this oh, year. So pretty I cool. I cannot wait. He's got to make the opening day roster next year. I don't he, know if he has. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. I think he will, though. I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm like 50-50 right now with him in the opening roster. But it's going to be either way. If he's not the opening day, he'll definitely be there by July. And, yeah, it's just you no, throw him with Gunner and Adley. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, enjoy it because next year there's no sleeping on the Orioles. Yeah, and there's no fan graph saying they're gonna stink. Yeah, jo- Josh over here that sound like Deion Sanders. If you're gonna get us, get us now. <laughs> get, <laughs> if you're gonna get the Orioles, now is the time because we're just getting better from here on out. I know it's kind of it's pretty. If you think about it, I, know, I sometimes I just think about this: how good the Orioles are gonna be, and even like the free agent market. We don't even need free agency. Like, no, you could it's, make it's an argument that there's no one that we could sign. Um, like That's we could sign no one and we could and we could still be a lot better next year and be in good position. So it's yeah. right. Like, cool. And that's the weird thing is like when we look at these playoffs and our starting pitching, it's like John Means is back and John Means looks outstanding. He looks good. John looks Means good. six no hit innings. Yeah. Yeah. He looks uh, really good. 
even Gibson yesterday pitched seven innings. Like yeah. oh, suddenly our rotation looks good where it's like, wait, we don't, do we need a veteran to bring in next year? I think we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you start thinking about, I mean, I think the two unknowns and, you know, we'll get back to this year because there's really no, we got too much to talk about this year, but I think the two unknowns going into next year in, for, in terms of starting rotation is how do the Orioles view DL Hall and Tyler Wells? Yes. Because if they view them as starters, then all of a sudden the starting positions get real crowded. If you add Cole Irvin into that mix and then those two guys and it's a little right. crowded in there. But well, if right they now, view DL Hall as bullpen guys, then it's a different conversation. Yeah. Well, right now, Tyler Wells is back with the team. He is back. It's good to and, see. And, yeah. And they used him late yesterday. Yep. Is he closer potential, especially if Batista's getting this offseason surgery? Yeah. Or, Let, let's mean, talk about the bullpen. Yeah. And Batista this year. Are we going to see him? Yeah. So in terms of the bullpen, I think like there is obviously a huge difference when our starter goes four or five and when our starters go seven. Like we need starters to go seven innings. That's just how we're we're built. But you see it all the time in the playoffs. These games, the starter gets through twice, and then the game immediately turns into bullpen games. Right. I am nervous about a bullpen game right now going up against another top bullpen just with some of the inconsistencies. Now, I wonder if the Perez breakdown, really everyone having a breakdown <laughs> last week, has more to do with kind of overuse and a week off can kind of get everybody straight. Or hungover. Or Still, hungover, sure. No, I mean, I think the entire pitching staff has been overworked, especially the bullpen. So to see Gibson and Means and Bradish put some starts together to rest this bullpen has been helpful. And it's also been a combination. Brennan Hyde has been changing the way he's been managing these late-inning games. And we've been seeing a guy like Perez be used three days in a row for the first time all year. Well, he's, I don't have much of a choice, yeah. Three days. It's, no, it's not much of a choice. It's also trying to see what these guys can handle. And I think it's a little test then of like, hey, playoff ball, can I count on you for game one, two, and three? Josh, Cano, Cano has pitched in – uh, 69 games this year. I know, I know that's crazy. He's pitching 69 games. Yeah, that's like every other day. Boom, 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 boom. Um, if you look at his saves and saves opportunities, though, seven saves, 13 opportunities. That's a little over 50. percent That's not good. No, no. Um, the ERA still, still looks pretty good. But if you look yeah. at this bullpen, Josh Cano, Perez, Bauman, Coulomb, we'll even throw guys who are kind of borderline like Baker, Fuji. Um, Jacob Webb, D.L. Hall, Tyler Wells, Cole Irvin. Who do you have? Yeah, you even throw Jack Flaherty in there if you want. Who do you kind of late in in game, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, all the, you know, all, all the playoff games are going to be close. Who do you have kind of the most confidence for the back end of your bullpen? Are you a believer in D.L. Hall? Are you Cano because he's done the most back end work? Who do you have the most confidence in coming into late in a late inning playoff game? See, that's something I want to see this week because I was really thinking we'd have Batista back by now. We had him doing little bullpen sessions in Houston. I thought we'd have him here now uh, because I I don't like Cano in the ninth inning. I really feel like Cano and Perez need to stay in that uh, seven eight slots. Because I think when you shift them around, it puts pressure on everyone else. 
So which means I really need to see DL Hall or Tyler Welps become that ninth inning guy if Batista can't do it. Because yeah. I don't want I want those guys comfortable where they're comfortable and where they excel. Yeah. You you know what I was doing pre-show. How I was a little bit laking on here. I was looking up medical articles about UCL injuries. <laughs> the problem is that is all over the place. Because well, this is this is not this is not a blog. Like I'm using open access, you know, sports medicine yeah. peer reviewed journals. Okay. This isn't Twitter. I'm not going to X for my information, right, right. Josh. These are peer reviewed academic journals in the field of medicine. Okay. All right. So I found I, one that was like a review of the literature. So here is kind of all the literature on UCL's injuries and interventions and treatments kind of compiled, okay? And yeah. so they break it down because the reason I did this is because I feel like we're given no info on, on um, Felix Bautista in terms of like, not just can he pitch, but like, will doing this make it worse? Like, are we, are we like well, they're endangering not his career they're just not so maybe he can pitch a game? I don't believe the Orioles are going to endanger his career to get through this season. I think I they're, hope not. I think they're counting on him for the future. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he's got what's called a partial, a partial tear in his UCL. Okay. Yeah. And according to this literature review of of the medical journals, there's a low grade tear and a high grade tear. Right. And so. Anytime like over 50% of the UCL and everything in there is torn, it always requires surgery to fix. Right. But if it's less than 50% tear, you can have what's called non-surgical intervention. And what they say for the non-surgical inter- inter- intervention, so let's say it's it's less than 50, they, they say it, it, there's two phases, all right? Phase one is three to four weeks. And that's you just work on flexibility and range of motion for three to four weeks. Okay. All right. And that's, I think we're at what, three weeks now? Maybe coming on on four? We're probably coming on four, yeah. Yeah. And they say, okay, but here's the thing that's concerning. According to this letter review, they said more advanced strengthening can begin six to seven weeks following the injury. And then talks about a strength program that occurs six to seven weeks after the injury. All right. Well, but that's going to put us like ALCS territory. Yeah, that's that's ALCS. Yeah, uh, which is hey, great. I want him then. I want him in the ALDS. But yeah, and it says um, once returned to full activity after that, you can continue strengthening and stretching, um, and you can start. And you should use. It says obviously you should use strict pitching limits, um, like numbers of pitches thrown and stuff um, in that time period, which I'm sure he'll be on. And then it goes into talk about the outcomes, like how. Like, what are the outcomes with doing this, you know, this non-surgical treatment? And it said, actually, there's a lot of success with quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> Less success with um, pitchers. pitchers. Yeah. Um, so it says, well, here's the quote. Um, um, change in advancements. Uh, wait, where's, where's the quote here? Um UCL tear with conservative treatment, but only here he is. Only 33% of players treated non-operatively could return to pitching. 
Conservative treatment may be considered in baseball athletes with a partial UCL tear with no on or nerve symptoms or bony, bony abnormalities. However, the return to full participation in baseball and especially pitching is low. So, but like 33%, that's a low percentage chance, but it's also 33%. (laughs) That's not, not zero. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right. So it was four weeks ago, Batista went on the IL. Okay. So two weeks, he can start strengthening and very soon after that, start pitching while also strengthening. Your your time, your timetable lines up because four weeks. All right. He's been throwing bullpen sessions this week. Yeah. So your timetable lines up for this partial tear. Uh, The question is, does he need more advanced strength and conditioning? Like how much does he need to strengthen that? Or is he ready? We've seen him throw bullpens. We have no clue of the results of those bullpens. The Orioles are being very quiet about Batista. Yeah. And it clearly says in the research too, like anytime that's assuming that there's no further inflammation and soreness you know, in the elbow, if that happens, you know, then it's going to require sur- surgery. So it's also kind of monitoring how it feels. Right. And um, I still like the other thing is, though, like I wonder about. OK, so let's say he gets back and he's feeling good and he's part of that 33 percent who kind of can make it through without surgery. And his first appearance is going to be what in a 2-2 game in the ALCS. <laughs> how are you feeling about that? Right. Uh, after having not pitched for seven weeks or eight weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't like that. That's why I really wanted to see him this week. Yeah, it felt like he would need to get it. Now, I know he's throwing bullpen, so that's something, but it's not the same right. as no, game-time action. Is, at what point do they t- go from a bullpen session to let's get him in a game? My yeah. guess is the Orioles are going to press really hard to get him to at least one game before the ALDS. Yeah, I'm curious to see the rosters for the ALDS, um, if he's on it or if he's not on it. I think that that that'd be t- t- right. t- 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 telling, but I mean, the, if, if surgery requ- is required, the sooner you get him to surgery, the sooner he's back playing for Baltimore. And so you would think if you can't make it happen, they're going to immediately go yeah. to surgery. Yeah, you're to- they're totally trying to play for for um, for this year. You also got to remember one thing we do have going for us is that wild card buy means that our season. Regular season ends on a Sunday, and we don't play again until Saturday. We've got those five days off. So that's right. more time to work on Batista behind the scenes, kind of hidden from us. Yeah, that's that's an important week. And for Batista, also for Ryan Mountcastle, right, who's been out with shoulder stuff. Well, Matt, Mountcastle, Mountcastle, I think we're going to see Wednesday. You think so? That's when he's not eligible to come off the IL yet. Right. Is that Wednesday, Wednesday come off? Is when he's available. Okay. So I'm expecting that we see him on Wednesday. I don't think we will. You I don't think we see him to the playoffs. I know. You know, he was the stand-in for Batista's bullpen sessions. Oh, was he? He was the batter. Like not, he wasn't yeah. swinging or anything. But, but he was the two the guy guys out there. there. Yeah. 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 But but I think those. I mean, I think. I mean, Ryan Mountcastle is having a career year. He's been great. I'm, I'm not worried about Mountcastle bouncing back when he had that. Uh, when he had that vertigo, when he finally came yeah. back, he was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully similar situation. But also, like, I mean, we've seen this before where you rush players back, they overcompensate, and they're just not as effective. So I, I don't want 90% Ryan Mankowski back. I want the 100% Ryan Mankowski back. But I think that Felix Bautista story is one of the most kind of under-talked about. Important. Like, I was trying to find even updates on it. I, the last update I had 
was over a week ago. Like you just can't find updates on. It. I feel like that's that's a huge story because I mean he's a game changer if he's in your bullpen. And I haven't seen much written about like that's why I had to do my own research. No one's writing about. I don't even know what kind of grade terror it is with the with, with UCL. What is partial can mean a lot of different things, and is no like there seems to be a need for some reporting around this because Batista's injury and what's and updates on and what's happening with it, and no one's kind of talking about it. But to me, this could be one of the biggest differences in this team or not is if we have a Batista who can pitch yeah. in the ninth versus if we don't. I mean, Josh, these ninth innings, I don't care who it is, um, Cano, Perez, even D.L. Hall, I don't feel great about it. I felt great about Batista in the ninth. I mean, I, I think losing your closer is it, a huge, huge blow. It's, it's, it is. It's huge. Um, it takes me back to Abado Jimenez. Yeah. Because we brought him in, and it, it was as if Zach Britton was I injured. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I know Zach Britton, Zach Britton was healthy there, but it was that position. He might as well have had a partially torn UCL. You had a guy. How much he pitched? You went with a guy who's not used to being in that situation, and the season ends. Yeah, that's gonna be this is gonna be a Jack Flaherty situation all over. Again. I hope not. And that's <laughs> where I think you see D.L. Hall and Tyler Wells as the guys you try to push into that position. With the hope that Batista is back and one of those guys doesn't even make the postseason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – and, again, we'll get into this next week because we have time. I don't know when they have to announce their roster, so maybe we can get into it next oh, week. We got, we got plenty of time because we don't have to announce it until right before the series. Oh, is that truly like the day before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. we don't have to announce yeah. the postseason roster on October 1st when we don't play for five days. Yeah, because another question is going to be, do we go – we can choose to carry 13 pitchers or we can choose to carry 12 pitchers. So, um, yeah, spoiler, spoiler we, I'm pretty sure we're going to carry 12. And we can change it every every series. Every series, yes. Unless there's an injury, yes. some shenanigans, then we can and change it. You're correct. I assume we're going to carry 12 pitchers because we've been out – Brandon Hyde has been loving using his bench. Oh, yeah, he loves his bench. No one loves platooning, <laughs> late-inning platooning yeah. as much as uh, manager Hyde. No, yeah, no. just for his you own know. personal enjoyment of the game, he's going to carry favorite. the extra position player. My favorite is when he puts in a pinch hitter late in the game. That guy gets on base, so he puts in a pitch runner for that guy. Yeah, we saw that with Kurt, with Kurt, Kurt Curse out the other day. Yeah, Get up there, see a pitch, hit a single, and then and then you're out of the game. Great job. Right. Yep, exactly. And then we saw kirstead has been on a couple of these weird ones where we've seen Kirstead run out to right field and then one batter and then bring him back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. so, yeah, I think – and then, you know, if you look at the way that with all the days off, you don't have to worry about, you know, throwing guys multiple yeah. – and then also some of the starters can move to the bull. Like you're not – our three starters are going to be um, – Bradish. Grayson. And Grayson. You said who? Bradish who? I said Means. You're going to say Gibson? No, no, I'm saying Bradish, Means, and, and, and Grayson. Yeah, I agree. We're on but, the same page there. But but, 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 but but what's your order? I would – oh. My order is going to be Means. Oh. My order is going to be Means, Grayson. No. My order is going to be Grayson, Bradish, Means. It's it's weird because I hate the idea of putting the rookie out there in game one. But if that rookie can go seven innings, eight innings, that makes a huge statement to start the series. 
Yeah, I don't know if this is recency my bias. My gut like, has put means out there and put the veteran out, out there. But yeah. none of these guys have been there before. We don't have any pitchers. Well, I mean, uh, we've got Flaherty and Gibson maybe, but like Grayson, Bradish, and uh, Means, those guys haven't pitched in playoff baseball. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, you, you can use – I mean, it's kind of important because whoever starts game one, maybe even game two – You can move to the pen. Well, can pitch in game five. Oh, if, okay, if yeah, rotate them around. Right, yeah. right. Because game one's on Saturday and game five's on that Friday. So either starter from game one or two could pitch right. on normal or extra rest for that uh, right. the game. And 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 you're right. You can also you know do some shenanigans in game one if Cobb Radish pitches and then you can move Cobb Radish to the bullpen. I don't I don't think they'll do that, but you could for one of those middle games. Um but okay, like that game five when you're in all hands on deck, yeah. You've got some movement. Yeah. And I don't know, like the start that Grayson Rodriguez made against Tampa Bay after we got blown out the first two games yeah. against Tampa Bay. Yeah. But it like, felt like the whole season was falling uh-huh. apart. Yeah. And he just goes out there and puts, you know, the best start of the season on there. Exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw people this week talking about Means's performance in uh in Cleveland about oh, was this the greatest stopper movement in Orioles? And I'm like, have you guys forgotten about Grayson a week ago? Yeah, no, no, like it was a really good, important start by means. Right. It doesn't compare yeah. to, to the hugeness of I mean that that it was looked like we were kind of losing the division. Um, so I I mean I think the first two guys are Grayson and Bradish. I think we can quibble about should it be Grayson or should it be Bradish number one. Right. Um, if you recency bias t- tells me Grayson. Yes. Over what you've done all year t- tells me Bradish, the moment living up to the like that. I mean, I guess that's the thing about the Tampa Bay start. The moment the is moment was huge. Right, exactly. It felt mm-hmm. like a playoff game. Yeah, it's the closest that, we're going to get this year to a playoff game was that Tampa Bay game. And it's Grayson, any of those pitchers have been in that type of situation. Right. So yeah, so yeah, you can't say <laughs> give it to the guy with experience because they don't have experience. Right, because no one, yeah, give it to the yeah. guy who started more major league games, who's pitched more innings overall in his career. I guess you want to make that 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 argument. Yes. But no, if I was, I, mean, I was with you, Josh. I, would, I want. I Grayson would do Grayson, Bradish, and then Meats. Yeah. Um. So I think we're on the we're on the same page there. Um. And then who's your fourth starter? My fourth starter is Kyle Gibson. Because I believe Kyle's also a guy that will be hanging out in that pen in case we need him there. And a guy I trust coming out of the pen, if necessary, before we get to that game four need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could pitch someone on short rest, but I don't I don't see there's a need to pitch someone on short rest. So I think we are gonna go with the fourth starter. Um yeah, I think other guys you can make an argument for you can't make an argument for Jack Flaherty, so don't. I right. think right now there's a debate, and we have to see what Jack Flaherty does the last week of the season. Flaherty, yeah, if he if, should make the postseason roster, that's what's going to last week right. on the side. Yes, but if so, it would be for the pen. So yeah. who's your fourth starter? Well, it's, there's only two guys you can talk about, in my opinion: Kramer or Gibson, right? Okay. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not considering Cole Irvin. I think maybe he can be in the bullpen. Maybe in the pen. Yeah, so I'm thinking Gibson or Kramer, and just given, oh man, just they both have kind of been up and down a little bit. Um, but I'm, I, I would probably go Kyle, Kyle Gibson. Yeah, I think Kyle Gibson's been the hot hand lately. 
I mean, if you look at overall numbers, Dean Kramer has a lower ERA. Um, Dean Kramer's, you know, has given up less hits. Dean Kramer has kind of just yeah, about but, the same amount of strikeouts in a lot less of innings. I know. Lower batting average against. You know what stands out to me about Kramer is his last three starts was three innings, five innings, four innings. Yeah. And Kyle, in his like, most recent start, was really good. Yeah. Last Kyle, it's seven, four, and six. Yeah. Four two and six two, right. So that's what stands out to me is the pass and that, yeah, and that game against the Guardians where he lasted seven innings and only gave up five hits in one run stands out to me a lot. Yeah, I mean you're right. Like the last time, um, Dean Kramer, I just pulled up, pitched more than five innings. You have to go back to August. I mean he hasn't done it all and it starts September. Right, and here we are going into postseason with a smaller. Pitching staff, we don't want to. You don't want to wear out your pen. I want the guy that can get me deep. Yeah, yeah. Especially no. in a game four situation where it could be lives on the line. Lives on the line, Josh. <laughs> That's a little. <laughs> this, is this a dictatorship? You get a. Uh, uh, you, you get killed if we don't win the uh, win the whole thing. Is that how John Angelos run, runs things? That's how John Angelos runs things. Yeah. 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 What's weird is that I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Is it weird that we're going to the playoffs again and we're going in hot at a chance that, I mean, I felt before that Cleveland series, I felt like we could beat anyone. Uh, and we're going into this hot and it's like, oh, we could actually maybe finally once get to the World Series while Peter Angelos is still alive and owns his team. Yeah. He's not involved. I want to see Peter Angelos do the Homer host. They might kill him. No, you don't, Josh. No, you don't. They might kill him. No, you don't. No, I pushed for years. I wanted Peter Angelos to come back to Camden Yards. Maybe a World Series will get him back in there. When was the last time you think he's walked in Camden Yards? Um, twenty-one thirty-one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if he's able to be wheeled into Camden Yards. I'll I don't know you. what his health situation is. Oh, they, right. You don't know about the ADA compliance. Yeah. I don't know the setup. Are there are there enough ramps? I don't know. Um, they do have those long ramps up to that deck that we I don't know. know. But John Angelos has been to more Oriole games in the past month than ever, I think, in his family's I mean, life. I mean, I know he goes to the ESPN games so he can get some screen time. Right. Whenever he goes to the <laughs> national TV games. Which, are you concerned that we suck on national TV and that every postseason game is on national TV? I don't know. My son, how many times does my son bring up, um, has he brought up, hey, Dad, remember when the Orioles scored like seven runs in the first inning against the Yankees? That was on national television. So That's true. I forget all the rest. That's what I remember. (laughs) Yeah, forget to fall apart. Yeah. Yep. All right, so what's your prediction? What day are we wrapping this thing up, Josh? Give me a day. The match number is three, which means any combination yeah. of us winning and the Rays losing, we, we could wrap this up as early as uh, what? As early as Wednesday. Wednesday, we could wrap it up. Um, let's see. Where is Tampa's in Boston? I think we wrap it up Thursday. And when we got the Nationals. I think we wrap it up Thursday. Okay. Because okay. I think. Uh, is this a three three win situation for us, and we just take care of business ourselves? No, I think it's a. Um, yeah, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say three wins. We beat the Nats twice, and we take out Boston. And uh, and Tampa plays really well against Boston, and so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I feel good about the pitching match against the Nats. 
Um, we got Bradish going tomorrow against TBD. I love that. I love when the when game is tomorrow TV. and there's still TBD. That makes me happy. And then the next game, we got Rodriguez against the Nationals and TBD. Josh, Bradish and Rodriguez against the Nationals. I am 97.5% confident we're going to win both those games. This thing is ending up on Wednesday. Yeah. I um, think the, Nats, the, the Rays will lose one game on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not sure which one. And we're definitely win, winning both games against the Nationals. I, I, think, I think this thing wraps up on Wednesday. Yeah. I think this – that'd be great. I would love to wrap it up before we have Boston come to town. Yeah. And then the Boston series, we can focus on, you know, resting sure. our bullpen, do what we got to do, get silly with the lineup. Right. Is there some reason we can bring Jackson Holiday up just for that those three games? It means nothing. But, hey, come on up and play. Yeah, make Jack Flaherty throw in every single game just as punishment for sucking after the trade. Right. McKenna can pitch. Yeah, um, Hyde can do his ideal li- lineup with McKenna in I like, there. I like the idea of a lineup and, and a, a game of all the people who contributed this year that will not be on the postseason roster. Oh, yeah, bring back Lester. Can we get Josh Lester for an appearance? Exactly. Let's Cole get him up here. Flaherty can pitch. Yeah. So I like that. I like the idea of that we're going to have three games uh, to not worry about anything. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking here. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for. And it, I mean, it lines up nicely when you have, you know, we were just, just, just talking about who should start in the playoffs. Bradish and Rodriguez. That's our, that's our goes against the nap. So this is the final tune up. Hopefully this will be the final time Bradish and Rodriguez start before the playoffs as a final tune up uh, for, yeah. for, for, for the playoffs. Cause hopefully that they won't need Bradish to start again. Yeah, no, I'll be in such chill mode that I'll probably even watch the Ravens on Sunday instead of the Orioles. All right. I'm not sure if that's a good choice or bad, considering how the Ravens played on Sunday. But uh, no, it's, all not right. saying, it's not saying anything about the Ravens. It's just saying. But, but even that, Josh, the, the, the Ravens lost in the, one of the most insane ways you ever see, one of the most self-destructive ways I've ever seen. Yeah. Thor is lost with their $1 billion quarterback against to a backup Garter Minshew quarterback situation. And and like it's all about perspective because whatever like it's it's September I feel right. good that the Ravens going to be in the hunt and by the way I got Orioles magic number to think about so I'm not even really worried I don't even care about a, I mean I'm focused on October you can't get me to care about a football game in September and I do care about the Ravens and I want them to have a great year no. but it's one week in September and I'm more focused on Orioles exactly. in October most exciting part of that Ravens game was Justin Tucker doing a sprinkler celebration. And to cheer on the Orioles. Oh, I missed that. I oh, saw yeah. the, the chip got, shot by the punter. I missed the sprinkler. When, when he got his field goal, he sell, uh, he took some water and celebrated by doing the sprinkler. Uh, okay. Well, so, how come he didn't make the 61-yarder then? That I, why, why didn't they give him a chance at the end of the game? Yeah, that would have been better too. All right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter though. Hey, there's your problem. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? I mean, next week is end of the, the regular season will be over when we talk next week. We're gonna hit. We're gonna pass that hundred win mark. You think? Okay. See, that's what you care about, and I think that's good. Get the hundred win mark. Win, win the division. All that's fine. Yeah. Will we have a Felix Batista update by next week? I think we will see Mountcastle and Batista by next week. Oh, yes. you think so? I think by next that would be week, great news. we will know, we will either see Batista or be told that he's... Just, yeah, I don't even need to see him pitch. I just want an update on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we will have an update. 
We have to have an update because the Orioles are coming back home uh, with a 52 road wins this season. Most ever, right? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. So. Which, but Josh, I thought the only reason we won so many games because of that Baltimore and that big wall, and let, that's why we won the games. No, no that's we actually we won away. Too? That's why we lost games. That's why we lost, we lost games. <laughs> yeah, the wall was closer. We would have allowed more home runs. We would have won more games. Right, right. Um, you know what? We did not. All right, I got something for you that we have not talked about. All right, we're over an hour. So thanks for bringing right. up now. Sorry, but Kirstead. Kirstead came up since our last show. Is that true? Yeah, yes. You know what's crazy? I saw Kirstead play kind of right after he came back from injury. I saw him play twice, once in Dunmarvin. I saw him play in Aberdeen. And a guy was autographed Aberdeen, met him. Cool autograph, by the way. Just does the big H and the big K in the middle. Um, forgets all the other stuff in between. Just gives me an H and a K. I like that. That's my type of signature. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't even try with the other letters. Literally just his H and K. But um, my takeaway from him, when I watched him play, every time he played, I saw... Weak grounder to second, weak grounder to second, weak grounder to second. And I was like, my whole thing was, this guy doesn't have any power. How is he going to be a corner hitting? And and everyone says, you've never seen power like this guy. They, and I, I, you know, they even show some of his batting practice of hitting balls where no one has any right. miss hitting the ball. This guy's power is kind of is turning, already turning kind of into legendary. And he looks like he's 12 out there hitting the ball 450 feet. So that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, there's a reason they don't want to put him out in the field, though. So that's got to be a little concerning. He is a DH and a DH and a DH. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I is he worse than Santander? I don't. That's hard don't to imagine. Know. He's young, athletic. It's hard to imagine. I, I mean, I would imagine he's going to play some of these home, some of these home games. They'll put him out in the field. Yeah, once we lock things down. Yeah, and uh, listen, I also think, remember Ryan Mountcastle? You, you were doing that little thing, and I forgot Ryan Mountcastle was a corner outfitter for a minute here. Yes. And then he went to first base, and it was, like, bad at first. Like, oh, man, what did yes. And then all of a sudden, like, he got coached. He got coached up or whatever. Right. And now he's, like, oh, no, I think I consider him an above-average first baseman over there. I agree. And I think that's and what so maybe Kerstad just needs to be coached up a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what they'll end up doing with, Kers- with Kerstad as well. Yeah. I mean, he's oh. had a wild journey. So... With the myocarditis, and by the way, they you can look at the drafts. People tweet about the drafts. People said the Orioles were crazy for taking it. Everyone said we we got to take Austin Martin. Uh, we ended up taking Kurt Kerstat. Austin Martin, I think, has been traded twice or something. He's right. he's um, has never made to 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 the majors yet. And Heston Kurt, Kurt Kerstat's always been a higher ranked prospect um, since he's come back from myocarditis than, than Austin Martin. And right. and and even despite. Being out for a year made it to the big big leagues by Brendan If you look at that draft, people like hated on like Elias for the curse stat pick. Oh, you're just trying to save money. It turned out to be a really great pick, at least so far. I mean, we'll see what happens with the career. But right now, compared to the other top five guys, he's by far the best so far. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't think yeah. he's gonna make the postseason roster. I don't think he's one of these bench spots. I because I I want him to play as much as possible this last week. Yeah, I agree. Is this like spring training for Kerstat <laughs> trying to make the team? I, mean, I guess, but I think uh, I think it's he's trying to fill in some pop until Mount Castle's back. Is my assumption? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. I haven't busted out the the paper and pencil to figure out how the roster breaks down. I assume you're gonna have to make some tough decisions, though. Yeah, especially about uh, that bench. When you juggle that bench, you're gonna have some tough decisions. Yeah, I mean, if you had a choice, Josh, between McKenna or Kerstat. 
They're two completely uh, different players. One right. bats right, one bats left. One's a power hitter, bad defensive. One's you know what? bad offensively, but super de- defensively. Right. Like, who are you taking them, McKenna or Kerstad? I guess uh, you care more about defense or pop off the bench. Well, let's see. And is, is Hicks healthy right now? Yeah, he's healthy right now. So, so Hicks is my fourth outfielder. He's liable to get like a hurt back or cramps in his leg any day, but, yeah. but he's that, healthy now. But that's a good thing because you could say, oh, he's hurt game three. We got to bring up McKenna then. Yeah. It's good to have an old man and some some excuses. Um, how's, how's Kirsten's speed? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would call it. No, I don't know either, but I would say no one has commented on his great speed. Um, I would call it average, I guess. All right. Um, see, you mentioned McKenna, and it's McKenna has played really well for this team. Yeah, he's, he, he seems. Yeah, cannot, he has some good at bats. But I cannot forget that first series in Boston. He had that great first series in Boston. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, 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 that's when we lost. The game. Are you talking about uh, single-handedly cost the Orioles a loss? That's the game that we talked about and said, "Hey, if we don't make the playoffs." We're all going to talk about this game with McKenna. Yeah. Thankfully, he's oh. off. Hopefully, off the hook here. If we miss a division by one game, we can bring yeah. it back up. As a punishment. That's why he missed the postseason celebration. And it was a punishment. Curse that got to celebrate. Yeah. It was a punishment because of the uh, beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, you know, some interesting things to watch for here at the end. Yeah. That's for sure. So, hey, next season, next week, we get to wrap up our Orioles talk for the season. Yeah. Is it time to revisit bold predictions or do we wait to uh, the end of the season? Oh, I'd have to. Or the end of the. Uh, I the, think we wait. I think we wait. To after playoffs. Next week would be our normal bold prediction recap episode. But I mean, we've got too much to talk about. We're going to be celebrating going to the ALDS next year, next week. Yep. Yes. Yes, we will. Plane tickets are purchased. Tickets. Yeah. Plane tickets are purchased. Game tickets have been bought. Yep. You just got to find a parking spot and then we're good. Oh, uh, yeah. That, now you're yeah, definitely concerned about that game one parking with the concert going on at the same time. Yeah, you know any Uber drivers? Don't, don't tell dad that there's a concert going on there. Yeah, uh, maybe we should get a hotel down there. We had to leave in the seventh inning of a tie game just to make it out all right. So, all right, let's get out of here. All right, let's get out of here so we can go get ready and find our parking spot in Baltimore. Um, you can follow us on all your social media platforms. Go to iTunes and write a review. Josh, last week we called for someone to go to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Did it happen? I haven't even checked. I, I will check right now as I remind people to go to birdlandsports.com for uh, for plenty of Oriole shirt. Yeah, get your October gear. You got some October yeah, gear on October there. October gear's going. I had a good sale last week. All the October stuff I kept on sale for this week. All right. I have to keep it going because it all worked out well. So what do you think, Matt? You think someone went in there and gave us a review or you think they disappointed us? Well, I think every week we ask for the reviews and four to five weeks to disappoint us. So I think it's going to be another disappointment. It is another disappointment. <laughs> Our last review was May 24th. Now, yeah, to be, that's outrageous. To be fair, we have 152 reviews and we are 4.7 stars. So yeah, yeah. we need some more reviews to help us get higher up back to that five for whoever wrote something about Soroka slippery snake, like yeah, seven years that ago. And the Jay Gibbons bring us down. Oh, we yeah, want to get back up to 4.8. Yeah. yeah. I'll take yeah. 
Exactly. That's so a solid rating for podcast four point eight, but four point seven podcast app. Write us a review, and uh, we'll continue doing the show. And if yep. you don't, we'll continue doing the show. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're no, doing no, the show either way. No, yeah. We'll see. But if you do it, it'll help people find the show because as the Orioles play well, more people are listening to Orioles podcasts. Yeah. So, absolutely, more podcasts are popping up. That's true. Every five seconds, another Orioles podcast is born. Yeah, but don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Every two weeks, another one dies. Yeah. All right. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X. You can follow me on X at Section 336. You can follow the show on, on X at Section 336, the show. And you can follow Josh on X. At Josh Soroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go oh. Win the division. to the